Hickok's Method benchmark, when he is at 80% in this confined area, not outside by the pigeon coop or, okay, inside the garage or wherever they're doing it, when I'm at 80%, that if I say, hey, I'll bet you 10 bucks, if I say kennel, the dog's going to run in the kennel. And he does it eight out of 10 times. When he's there, I'm ready to go to avoidance training. Okay, and we're going to come back to that because I've got some other stages of kennel. I clicked in here. But avoidance training means we're going to teach him to do a behavior to avoid a negative. Okay. You're listening to The Upland Rookie, part two of the George Hickok series, presented by Onyx Hunt, B Pro Kennels, Final Rise, and Anook Shook Professional Dog Food. Guys, B-Pro Kennels is making the best dog box on the market today. It is fully customizable. Um, It is just built well, and it's built here in the USA. Uh, Give Ben Proctor a holler over at B-Pro Kennels uh, and design your custom dog box today or grab one of their um, staple three-hole or two-hole boxes today. BProKennels.com. Use promo code ROOKIE10. Saves 10% off your order at BeProKennels.com. And if you aren't using Onyx Hunt already, I highly encourage you to check out OnyxHunt.com today. I have been personally using Onyx for about five years and it has helped expand and grow and open up hundreds and thousands of acres of publicly accessible land that I know exactly where I stand, exactly where I can hunt, where I cannot hunt. And it gives you so much incredible information um, to make your hunt more successful. Um, Check out onyxhunt.com, use promo code ROOKIE20, save you 20% off your subscription at onyxhunt.com. Final Rise is making the most premium, high quality upland gear you will find on the market. Guys, I've been using the Summit Vest and now the Sidekick Vest for several years. Um, It is a staple. It is a staple for my training routines and trialing season to every single hunt I am on. Um, I'm rocking the Summit Vest. Um, They have a whole line of a a new uh, early season lightweight hoodie. They have a brand new upland pant, brand new Summit XT vest. Guys, they are rocking and rolling with some incredible gear. Check them out at uh, finalrise.com. Also, guys, we have the giveaway with Final Rise um, live. So go to Patreon, get signed up for uh, the giveaway of a brand new Summit XT vest and a pair of the field gloves from Final Rise. So get signed up on Patreon today. And be sure to check out Anook Shook Professional Dog Food, the only sporting dog, high-performance dog food I'm feeding my string of dogs. Have been using this for several years, and Anook Shook has delivered and lived up to and surpassed all the hype you've been hearing about online, through friends, kennels, breeders, all that. And it has just been a high-quality, premium food. Uh, I've been able to cut back several cups of food for my dogs, still keeping weight on them, during season, during trialing, whatever it might be, these dogs are in the best shape they've been in personally in a long, long time. And thanks to Anook Shook Professional Dog Food, they have four incredible formulas. Check them out at anookshookpro.com. 
Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Upland Rookie Podcast. I'm your host, Will Larson, and thanks for joining us for part two of the George Hickok series. Um, I would highly recommend, if you have not finished or listened to part one yet, um, go back and listen to part one and then jump back over here to part two. Uh, it's going to make a lot more sense um, just how I broke up the episodes. Uh, if you kind of get the full picture in, in sequence um, of this conversation with George, we're finishing up uh, the clicker training, getting ready to move on uh, kind of to the next step in that that process um, from clicker, then you know what's next, what's after the clicker training when you have a young pup, and, and so on and so on. And so, I'm really thankful for you guys joining uh, on this little mini series here. Um, George was able to um, just share so much good information. Um, it's a lot of information, but it's so good um, just to be able to unpack and kind of really break down the steps of uh, puppy development. Um, and again, we get into a whole bunch more um, too long <laughs> of a list um, to kind of kind of list out for everyone. So uh, make sure you guys are following along. Um, Hey, don't forget, we have the the giveaway with Final Rise happening over at patreon.com. So for as little as five bucks a month, which is going to go right back to help support the show, um, you are entered into this incredible giveaway. Got to be a Patreon member. Um, We're giving away a brand new Summit XT vest from Final Rise, as well as a pair of the Field Gloves. Um, Field Gloves, probably my favorite purchase (laughs) I've made last season, um, walking through the grouse woods uh, up here in the mountains of Colorado. Um, those things um, were incredible. Um, lightweight, short cuff, incredible fit, feel, function. Um, so the, in the Summit XT vest, I think it's going to speak for itself. Uh, if you've seen or use a uh, traditional Summit vest, um, the XT is just kind of above and beyond kind of the Cadillac of that vest. So some really um, nice improved features uh, of that vest. So get signed up on Patreon today. Um, there's three different tiers based on if you want to kind of really up your chances, you can go for the top tier, there's a middle one, and then the, the lower tier as well. So get signed up today. I do have some Upland rookie hats left as well. Uh, if you guys would like a hat, shoot me a message on Instagram and uh, we'll work out the shipping details, the payment and all that. And I will be sure to get those out to you. Uh, as soon as possible. So um, anyways, for the opener, I know um, we're mid to early March and we got trial season coming up here. Um, Who's running trials? Are you running your first trial? Are you, you know, a couple points away from a a Nashua title, whatever it might be? um, Let me know. I want to hear kind of what you guys are experiencing, what you're feeling out there, what you're entering, what you're running, whether it's NAVDA, NASTRA, um, AKC, horseback, gun dog, shooting dog, <laughs> whatever, whatever you guys are running, uh, whatever you guys are kind of looking forward to, let me know. Would love to kind of uh, just hear, kind of get a pulse on you know what you guys are are working on with your dogs, what your goals are for the spring. Uh, and I'll be running a Nastra trial here in a couple of weeks um, with Gage. So um, kind of my goal with him is to get a Nastra championship on him. And so I have a, a couple first place points. I think we have like 10 or 13 points total. Um, I, I actually need to look up what <laughs> I need, uh, how many points I need for a, for a title on them. So um, I know I know I'm a little far off still, but um, we're kind of chipping away, working towards that uh, Nashville title on gauge. So that's kind of my goal right now. Um, so what's, what's your goal? What are you guys working on? Would love to know. And maybe I'll share a couple of those here on the show. Hey, uh, without further ado, we're going to jump right into part two uh, of George Hickok's episode. Uh, enjoy and be on the lookout for part three. So the, the clickers, is the clicker just saying, reminding the dog they will get paid soon? It's doing more than that. It's identifying the behavior that he just did that causes the reward. 
Okay. Okay. It's it's saying. So think of good job you walked in that kennel. Don't even think of his good job so that we don't get confused with that. I'm going to love my dog, be nice to him. He's going to do it. What you're doing is you're identifying the behavior, saying that behavior that you just did at that exact moment is going to get you paid. So think of the clicker as a camera hmm. on a very fast shutter speed. It froze the action that he did. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Then the paycheck comes just like in the case of the whale when he went back in the water you gave it to yeah. him. He will associate that the behavior that he did, it'll take a few repetitions, sure. but it doesn't take forever. He will associate the behavior that he just did causes the benefit. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, when he believes that the behavior he's doing gets him good, he's much more motivated to do that than if he thinks you're trying to make him. Gotcha. Okay. And, and so, again, generally speaking, so then someone wouldn't necessarily want to click and give the reward at the exact same time. Got it. Okay. Of course not. Right. You're right. What you're doing with the clicker, and we'll talk about corrections later, but this will be foundational sure. for it at that same time. Okay. The What you're doing is you're saying, you know, good job. I'm going to pay you. You did the job on, on Monday, but I'm giving you paychecks on Friday. Hmm. But I want you to know why you're getting the paycheck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it, it buys you time. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Think about what that buying time does for you as a trainer. Let's say it's a, uh, a Springer and you were using Hop, or it's a Lab and you were using Sit, or it's a Pointing Dog and you were using Woe, okay? And the dog's not trained, and you're just teaching him to stop when you say one of those mm -hmm. three things. Say it's the Lab. Sure. Yeah. All right? So let's say he's now 15, 20 yards from you, and you say Sit. He's not going to sit with duration. By duration, I mean he's not going to sit there and wait till the cows come home till you release him. All right? So, young dog. Hadn't been, you know, he's not fully trained. Sure. So, he sits. So, with a marker, a clicker, I'm going to click him. Hmm. Now, if he gets up and he leaves, he still gets paid. Why? You get paid for what I told you you're getting paid for. He but if I didn't use a marker and he gets up to leave to come to me to get the hot dog, I can't pay him. Uh right yeah 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 think about somebody driving down the road speed limit is 45 miles an hour sure they're doing 60 the blue lights come on so they pull over first what they do is they do what they should have been doing mm. slow down 45 okay right but the blue lights come on pulls them over and they still get a ticket but they got a ticket for doing they were doing 45 yeah Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what they got the ticket for is they were doing 60. What that marker said is when you're doing 60 is the reason you got it. Yeah. For the dog. Okay. Right? Okay. So it just clarifies it for him so he doesn't have to wonder. He's not left in limbo. No. Okay, how'd I get it? Now, the other thing is a clicker dog, he is just a hoot to go to your yard training with. Mm. I mean, you're doing boards and targets or whatever you're doing. Sure. I mean, you have to run to keep up with him. <laughs> Instead of in the old days saying, oh, would you hurry up and get it? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it just, it, it changes everything. Yeah. But the community that says, oh, you mean you just use a clicker? Okay. And there's, you know, there's no corrections. No, that's not true. Sure. Okay. That's not Cause true. Because you're not at the, gonna, the correction stage yet even. You're, you're at the. I'm not at the. Yeah. Absolutely. Got it. A hundred percent. Okay. We're not even there yet. Okay. So when we get to avoidance training where we avoided, you know, where we use some corrections yeah. and pressure. 
when we got there, we had benchmarks that we went all the way through. Yeah. This is just the foundation. Teach and dog how to learn. Okay. Yeah. What's the world all about? So if in the beginning, somebody has their, their dog, no matter what the breed, and they're saying, you know, here, 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 come on, let's go. I'm late for dinner. The dog doesn't have a clue. And then they correct him for not coming here. <laughs> you know, you're not getting in a, you're not getting a good place. Right. Okay. And because a dog learns by associations, take the analogy of here's the trash can in the kitchen. The dog goes over to the trash can. He's in the trash can and they walk over and they slap him with a newspaper. Right. Yep. Because they know that they slapped him with a newspaper because the dog was in the garbage. Mm. Right. Okay. Remember old Pavlov, bell food, bell food, bell food. Okay. Yep. He rang a bell, gave him food, rang a bell, gave him food. <laughs> Okay, so after a number of repetitions, the dog started salivating when he gave him the bell, right? Hmm. So what that taught us is the thing that came before the cause came directly before the effect is a dog associated that whatever went on before was the cause of the consequences, Oof. good or bad, correct? Sure. Right? So what happened to this dog at the garbage? What happened right before he gets left with a, with a newspaper? You walked up to him. Yeah. He walked up to him. Oof. So then later somebody could have this pointing dog on point and a yeah. bird's there and they're doing a check cord drill and they walk up to him and the dog starts flagging or looks nervous or starts breaking yeah. down. They say, you know, I've never put pressure on him in a bird yeah. ever. I promise. Never did. No, but you could have done it because you walked up to him and you squeezed his ear a number of times mm. somewhere else. Sure. So that made the dog nervous when you came up because it wasn't a clear picture for him. Right. So if they'd had a marker established... And said you're in the garbage and you're getting a penalty. Yeah. Every, everything would have been okay. Hmm. The dog wouldn't have been worried about, uh-oh, how do I avoid it? When's it going to happen? Is Chicken Little up there throwing hammers at him? <laughs> you know, he, he knows why. Sure. Do, <coughs> do, you, do you ever encounter, George, or have you ever encountered, I guess this is something I was, I was thinking, if a dog is, because again, the whole clicker process, there's a reward at the end of marking it, or that behavior, they, they get a reward. Right. It's hot dog, treat, food, whatever. Or later birds. Uh, okay, later. Okay, I was gonna say, what if you have a dog or a puppy? If we're thinking puppy here, like, isn't food motivated really? The food's not really going to do it for them as far as the reward goes. Have you ever run into that? There's no such. There's no such thing as a dog is not food motivated. How long has it been since he ate? Okay, so at some point hungry, he's gonna. A hungry dog trains better. Okay, so somebody says, "Oh, that's cruel." No, you get trying to training. Mm. So you wouldn't be doing clicker training right after dinner. Sure. Okay. When I go to some of the some of the groups I go to, okay, in the military portion, and there's a specific problem that uh, we're trying to solve with that dog, whatever it yeah. is, okay, they know before I got there that they didn't feed the dog for two days before I got there. Mm. Okay, we want him hungry. We sure. want him to want that hot dog. We want him to get motivated. We want him to be motivated by it. Yeah. Okay. The uh, so I don't believe that. The now you can create finicky eaters by varying the diet and all that. Sure. And that's not my recommendation. The but sound just to be brutally honest, okay, if the dog wasn't hungry on Tuesday and maybe he's not hungry on Wednesday or he says, No, I don't want my ice cream, yeah. <clears throat> sooner or later he's gonna want it. <laughs> Eventually they're gonna yeah. Yeah, okay. well that's you know, and that's a major breakthrough. I had a dog years ago that came in from a client. He was in the kennel for nine days. He was not apprehensive. Hmm. He wasn't scared, but he would not look at you. Oh, wow. He would not give you the time of day. Not for fear, just because, no, 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 I'm not. Okay? Just stubborn. You know, I mean, he was, he, well, he spoiled rotten is what it was. Mm. Okay. And I said, okay, we're starting. 
Okay. When you look at me yeah. is when you're going to get paid. Mm, okay? Wow. It took, it took us about three months, but if we hadn't used the clicker in doing this, it would have taken us three years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, everything changed. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, so the clicker is one of the tools in your shed. No more than that. Sure. Okay. There's going to be, in my opinion, there's going to be a group of people that are, you know, cult clicker <laughs> that you don't, that you don't use pressure. You don't use corrections. Well, sure. you know, we got a predator in the field with his prey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At some there's point, you really be, need some pressure. There's going to be some corrections. Yeah. Okay. No, no question. But I, but I'm a big proponent of, so that's our early start. Yeah. <clears throat> now, even with dogs that are much older, some of the dogs at military bases are much older and they got some problems. Okay. And guys have seams, you know, on their arms, okay, mm. baseball scenes from being bit, you know, right? So the dog is being reprocessed, yeah. okay? You know, we're going to start with a clicker, hmm. okay? Granted, I'm going to start with a hungry dog, and I'm going to start with a dog with a muzzle on his mouth. Okay? <laughs> we're talking, but eventually, yeah. I, but eventually, I got to take the muzzle off. Sure. And eventually, I got to put stimulation on him that says, no, you will go in the kennel, or you will lay down, mm. or you will do this, okay, with no muzzle on him. Sure. There's no badge of honor to get bit. So do the training right. Yeah. And you won't. Yeah. Okay, and, do it and, wrong. And, and you, you mentioned, you mentioned a, a little, a little bit ago, we were talking about this, like the clicker training process, right? It's, it's a, it's kind of helping them learn how to learn, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like helping them develop like. He's, he's a push pull animal. I mean, think about what he is and there's, I encourage all your listeners to, you know, UC Davis puts it out, but you know, puppy development, the different stages of puppy development, yeah. fear factor stage and teenage stage and all that. Mm. I mean, it's, it's very beneficial. So we got this, this animal who's a push pull animal. Mm -hmm. That's what he is. Okay. It doesn't mean he doesn't like you petting him and giving him treats, yeah. but there's a side effect of that. If he's getting a treat for not doing anything, all we're doing is training him. You don't have to do anything to turn something. <laughs> and you're getting paid. Well, and you're getting paid. That's that might make a happy dog. Yeah. But it's not going to make a trained dog, right? So, the what that what that clicker does instead of him is channeling. When that little pup's out there and he starts, you know, after your prenatal and neonatal and all that, okay, gets in there. How much he's trying to figure out what the world is about, hmm. right? And for him to say what the world's about, it's not the world's about being nice to other people. Hmm. It's what works for him, mm. right? Okay, what happens if I do run away? What happens if I do this? What yeah. happens if I growl? What happens, okay? So that clicker is channeling him into the type of dog that most of us want, sure. a partner. Sure. Whether that's a partner of horseback at 1,000 yards, okay, or you, a fly ball dog, yeah. or you know, we want a partner. Yeah. So what it builds is a partnership where the dog isn't fighting or resenting being made to do it. Mm. Right. Right. Most people's problem with their bird dog, particularly with pointing dogs, or if we took a Springer, for example, or lab, I'm going to make him stay to wing and shot, yeah. flush the bird, then sit down. That's not genetically in the dog's arsenal. Sure. Okay. Let me, let me go jump off the ground, try to rip <laughs> the tail feathers off, hit the ground sitting. So if that dog is there and says, Oh, he got beat up because he didn't sit. You know, it's real probable he's just going to blink birds and not give it an effort, hmm. right? But if he knew why, oh, when I do it this way, I get good things. Yeah. And when I do it this way, I don't get good things. 
Okay. Later, when I do it this way, I also get bad things. Sure. Okay. But we don't want to reward him for doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we have to correct him every time. Absolutely. Um, last thing on clicker here. So what, again, generally speaking for, let's say a, a young bird dog you're developing, um, you know, you, as a puppy, you're taking them through some clicker training stuff. At what point, again, whether it's age or behavior or, you know, what grade they're at in the development, like when will you then, okay, like we don't need to do any more clicker training. They got it. And now we're going to move to the uh, pressure side of things. Well, I've always got the clicker as a tool. Okay. The, let's suppose, and later, that dog you talked about, don't need to do this anymore. Let's suppose, and that I said, okay, you did whatever. Okay. You didn't come when we told you. Yeah. And I, and I corrected him. And I expected him to process that and not break down. But let's say I was too hard. I made a mistake. He turned sulky. I can use a clicker. Go use a clicker and do something, take a behavior, mark it. And he says, oh, okay, I'm back in. So we just, okay, because the thing of just sitting down and, and baby talking him, oh, it's okay, little boy, little boy. I can make a wuss or I can take a dog a spoiled and, and takes advantage of me. Sure. All right. The, so I won't say that the clicker is forever thrown away. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's foundationally where I started. So I'll walk you through if you want to, or, or stop me on the steps with it. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, we're going to, okay, let's take, let's take the command kennel. Okay. Just that one there. Now, that's the first one that we teach. The reason that it's the first one we teach is what's the first thing your hunting dog has to do? He has to leave you. Yeah. Okay. What's the last thing he has to do? come back to you. Okay. So think of, you know, people always trying to teach here, 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 here. Yeah. If they really did it effectively, they'd have a dog who was reluctant to leave you. <laughs> right. Totally. I mean, if they really did it right. Sure. He'd be reluctant to leave sure, you. Sure. That'd become his default, wouldn't it? Okay. So he has to do, there's only three things that dog has to do out in the field. Go away, stop and come back. Hmm. Everything is built in those three things. Hmm. No more complicated than that. Okay, if you want your dog to hold point, it's going to be built on stopping, isn't it? If you want your lab to be non-slip lab at the duck blind, it's the dove field, you got to sit there and stay there and sure. stay stopped, right? And I want you to recall, right? So everything that we're going to teach him is based on those three things. Yeah. You? Okay? So, unavoidable. Can't get around it. I mean, right. that's what it is. It, that's right. not a Hitchcock's when you boil, method. When you boil it all down to kind of the simplistic, like those are the three most important they're not only the most important, they're the only ones. <laughs> that goes I back mean, to you saying, you know, people overcomplicate it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I mean, you want to bring the goose back. What's he have to do? He has to come back to yeah. you. Now, you might have to teach him to hold in the process, but he still had to come back sure. to you. Okay. But if you wanted him to retrieve it, he had to leave you to go out there <laughs> to get it. Right? Wow. You, you, can, okay. you can intertwine that to anything. <laughs> well, pretty Golly. much. I mean, so think of something you want your, your dog, no matter what the breed. Yeah. Okay, in the upland world, okay, or the or the non-slip world, what is it that you're going to teach him to do that's not built on one of those three things? Sure. I, you know, I'm not bright enough to think of it. Okay, <laughs> so the first one that we're going to do, okay, is we're going to teach him to go away. Hmm. We're going to teach him to go away at the kennel by learning with a hot dog, and he runs in there, and we click him, and then pretty soon he's running in that kennel, wagging his tail to make me pay him. Hmm. There's been no compulsion. There's been no command. Hmm. But you go in that room, he's running into that kennel. I mean, we can picture that, yeah. right? 
Okay. And he's running in waggy tail as fast as he can go. All right. But we don't have a command in here yet. Hmm. So we now have to teach him there's a command. All right. Yep. So how does a dog learn? By association. Let's just go back to old Pavlov. He taught us this. Hmm. All right. So if I know he's going in that kennel because his, he's got a reliable behavior of making me be the trained monkey and pay him. Hmm. As he's running in, as he's running into that kennel, okay, not because I pushed him in, sure. not because I jerked him on the check cord, as he's running in and I say kennel or load or whatever you want to say. So I say kennel. And then he goes in the kennel and he gets clicked and he gets traded. Yeah. It's only two, three, four times before I say kennel. Wow. And the dog's running in there. He got it. Yeah. So when somebody, you know, says, oh, he's not smart. He's really smart that way. <laughs> As long as we talk in his language. Sure. He's not real good at understanding ours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now I've got a command in there. Kennel. He runs in. All right. At this stage, if I say kennel, I've only said it one time. If I say kennel and he goes in, I'm going to click it and I'm going to pay him. If I said kennel and he doesn't go in, I just don't pay him right now at this stage. Mm. I just don't pay him. He got no paycheck. <clears throat> he didn't get the correction yet. So, say, say, that, just say that one more time. The part of it just cut okay. off. So, so he goes, so he's running sure. in the kennel. Okay. When, when he runs in the kennel, we did the clicker, right? So he's, he's here with the clicker and gets clicked and treated. Now, as he's running into the kennel, I'm going to pair the command with the behavior. Okay. Kennel, as he's doing it, he learns by association and a number few repetitions. When I say kennel, he's going in because hmm. he wants a hot dog. Sure. He's not fighting me. He's not going to say, you can't make me do it. He wants to do it, right? <clears throat> now he goes in, and I've got my command in there. So I say kennel, and he goes in. I'm going to click and trade him. Hmm. I say kennel, and he doesn't go in. Okay. At this stage, this stage, not later, this stage. Yeah. I'm just not going to pay him. Okay. I'm just not going to pay him. Now, I do put a word in there just wrong. Okay, when he didn't do it, I say wrong. Okay, and after a number of reps, he just says, when I hear that word, I know I'm not getting a hot dog. And, and no okay. click either, so no click and no reward. Oh, no, that's right. I can't click. Okay. That's right, because okay. a click means just one thing. Good job, dog, right. and you're so getting So he got paid. nothing. If he didn't yeah. listen, then go he in that nothing. kennel. Okay. okay, right then. Okay, just didn't get anything. And he'll probably get stronger at, at doing the command. Now, I just have Hickox Method benchmark. <laughs> When he is at 80% yeah. in this confined area, not outside by the pigeon coop sure. or, okay, inside the garage or wherever they're doing it. When I'm at 80%, that if I say, hey, I'll bet you 10 bucks, if I say kennel, the dog's going to run in the kennel. And he does it eight out of 10 times. When he's there, I'm ready to go to avoidance training. Okay. okay now we're going to come back to that because I got some other stages of kennel. I have a clicker in here. Okay. But avoidance training means we're going to teach him to do a behavior to avoid a negative. Okay. Right? <clears throat> so when he's at 8 out of 10, I say we're ready to go to 100 out of 100 now. Mm. Okay. All right. The, but throughout this whole process, I never said kennel. 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 Mm. Never once. <laughs> okay. I ne because if you did that, there was no consequence yeah. to his noncompliance, was there? Yep. Okay, so there's no consequence, <clears throat> excuse me, there's no motivation for him to do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and what this is, is not just teaching the kennel. 
we're teaching them avoidance training because we need that in the field. We need it off lead. We need it when we generalize. Sure. Okay, so we're teaching them the language of avoidance training. This is setting them up not, for success in the future, yeah, really. It's not because you go in the kennel. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I don't have a door in the kennel, right? I mean, he just runs in. Sure. That's all. And you come out, do whatever you want. I just taught you, leave me, go in there. Yeah. One time I was doing a clinic and the guy says, well, the dog runs in the kennel. He runs in that very kennel. Okay. And then he comes out. How do you keep him in there? I said, I'd shut the door. Okay. So it doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to make it too complicated. Oh, man. All right. So now he's running in and he's running out. So now I've got a command in here. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do the same thing with a woe board. I'm going to do the same thing with targets. Same process, same okay. style. Same, exact yeah. same okay. process. Okay. Nothing changed. Okay. Okay. And I don't care. If we're just not teaching our pointers to sit. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't want it to be a default. Um, if somebody did, it's not earth shattering. Sure. You get over it. But it just takes me more time. Okay. So we're going to make their default stand. Yeah. So we're going to have that board. You know, he goes to the board. We clicked and treated him. We lured him on there. Maybe he sat in the beginning, put one foot on it, got clicked and treated. Yeah. Now he puts one foot on it. He got clicked and treated. Next time he puts one foot on it, he didn't get clicked and treated. Mm. He's going to get frustrated. Mm. He's going to start jumping around. He might bark. He might do something. But somehow he's going to end up putting two feet on it. Sure. Not because I put them there. Okay. And then he says, oh, when I got both feet on it. So then you could take that board and take two uh, coasters and put them down the four corners. So you put one coaster at first base. And he's moving around, but when his paw touches that coaster, sure. you click and treat him. Well, he's going to run on there and put his paw on that coaster. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. So then you put a second coaster down, one at, one at third base. Right? And you're going to teach him to put one foot on the one and the other one on the mm, other. Okay. Then you do the same thing at the back. So you can go, I mean, I say a lot of people using boards now, and dogs are place-oriented, and they're, they're good. Sure. Barrels are all good. Okay. But let's just don't leave it and not complete the process. Mm. Let's take all the tools we got. Yeah. So that we avoid putting pressure on the dog around birds later. Mm. That's a good theory. Yeah. Okay. You know, so we can get him to stand there and look like a million bucks, head up. So if he does the behavior, let's take a target stick. Okay, we took a see the little pencil here. Sure. Say I say I rub that rub that with a piece of hot dog, and he's on that barrel that you talked about in the you know communications. Yeah. And I and I put that up in front of his nose. He's going to sniff it, isn't he? Mm. Right. Sure. So when he sniffs it, what would I do? I'd click him, and then I'd pay him. Yeah. So now I could raise that, and he goes like this. Right. He's going to raise his head. Oh, uh, okay. So as he okay. raises his head, if I said pretty. Didn't I just pair the word with the behavior? Yeah. So you could teach a dog to jump on that barrel, say pretty, and he goes like that, looking like a million bucks. Yeah. Oh, the clicker, couldn't he? Okay. So it's got, you know, it's got, it's, it's, yeah. It can be used for a lot of different things. Absolutely. Let's I'll circle back a little bit to uh, sticking with the, again, our, our hypothetical example of the kennel command. Mm -hmm. So, so you get the dog to the mm -hmm. 80%. Now you want to get to that 100, you get to the 100%, right? Right. Can you talk about then, okay, when does the avoidance, uh, or avoidance training really come in? Like when does, when okay, do you transition right from That's, the clicker to now, okay, this is, this is the big time. Like I need you to be a hundred percent all the time. I'm not going to transition. Let's change this word. Okay. I'm still going to use it to say good job. I've now got something else. And I'm also going to say bad job. Okay. So during this process, you come to work on time. I'm still, I'm still going to pay you. Yeah. 
when you don't come to work on time, I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> okay? You know, so there's still a reward correction thing involved in it. Right. So it's not like I'm throwing it away. Right. But I'm not building these things anymore with the clicker. Okay. So I use the clicker to build the behavior, build the mm -hmm. response to the command, and then I'm going to go away from it. But during this process of putting avoidance on him, which is pressure, mm -hmm. corrections, okay, I still want something that says, good job. I want you to be happy. I want you sure. to want to come to work. Yeah. If it's all, geez, I just, this isn't fun. Yeah. Then, you, then you know, you got a different type of animal. Right. Right. So now my benchmark for when I move to avoidance training is when I'm at 80%. Okay. If that dog would go in the kennel using that one as our, you know, standard. Sure. As he goes in the kennel and he does it 80% of the time, I'm ready to move to avoidance training. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do it on the kennel. That's where I will first start. Now, meanwhile, on this clicker, I've also done woe work. I've also done other stuff. You, the oh, uh, but the one I'm going to start avoidance training okay. with is on the kennel. And, and just to All clarify, right? real quick time out. You're, so you're not just taking him through the kennel, kenneling command. You're still working other yard, yard work and things like that, right? You're not just focusing on one aspect, right? Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. Go ahead. We're, we're, teaching, we're teaching him that we're marking a behavior repeated. Okay. okay. So, and once a dog becomes a clicker dog... You could, he could do something, scratch his ear. He just scratched his ear because it was itchy. And you mark it. You could pay him 10 minutes later in a sterile environment, and that dog will immediately scratch his ear. Really? If you were trying to use compulsion to make the dog do it, he'd try to avoid that like the plague. Mm. Okay? So, you know, it's, it's just a huge tool. Sure. All right? And there's other there's other other ways we're going to use it later, but we'll get there when we get to the more advanced and maybe some sure. other work. Okay, the uh, you got time? I do. Yeah. The, uh, great. Um, all right. So now this avoidance training, we understand the clicker. This portion mark the behavior that's going to get him a reward, right? Yeah. And as you said, the reward did not come simultaneously with the marker. Sure. There was a little bit of duration before he got paid which allowed him time to process what behavior is going to get it and what's going on. Right? Sure. Okay. I'm going to use that same principle okay. for correction training. I was going through Iowa, this is years ago, and I had a trailer full of dogs. And we'd been doing clicker, you know, early, early on with it, not to the degree maybe we do now. And I'm driving down the road by myself, trailer full of dogs, and I'm thinking about this client dog I had, that every year we'd send him back, and he was reasonably good when we sent him back. And a month later, he was reasonably hmm. terrible. Okay. And he had come back. And it was because of the inconsistencies of their commands. And sure. they over-rewarded and didn't give him penalties. Right? So I'm thinking about this dog. And I go, whoa. If we can use a marker to identify the behavior we want and then pay him, and it saves us eons of time, hmm. why can't I mark the unwanted behavior and then apply my correction. Hmm. And I'd never heard of anybody doing it. Maybe they had. I just never heard of it. Okay. So I pull in this field in Iowa. I don't know the guy. Just there was a field. And I stopped and I take this dog out. And I used uh, the trailer ahead. The door opened it up. And, you know, I did a marker with a, because he didn't want to jump in the kennel. He wanted to go run out in the field. So I told him to kennel. Okay. I notified him with the vibration mode on a transmitter. That was my notification because okay. that's not a correction. Okay. Sure. It's not a correction, right? Okay. So I notified it could be a tone. It could have been anything, sure. right? 
and then I stimulate him. All right. So I taught him notification. Now he did have some clicker work. Okay. All right. So he's now running out in the field. He's got a knee collar on him. And I tell him to stop. This dog has never stopped out there, ever. He might stop as you're walking up to him. He might stop, but he was never going to stop when he was 50 yards away. I mean, he would have said, no way (laughs) do I have to. Okay. So I told him, stop. He didn't stop. Okay. And I notified him just as I had at the the vibration. Vibration. And I went one, two, three, and I put a meaningful correction on him. Okay. Okay. So... And by using meaningful, go back and take that analogy I was using of speeding through town. You're doing the speeding, and the police officer pulls you over, and he walks up, and he goes, well, we don't allow speeding in this time, town. So here's a self-stamped envelope, and at your convenience, would you send in a dollar, please? <laughs> you say, yes, sir. And you get in your car, and you laugh, and sure. you speed away. Okay? It's never going to stop you, is it? No. Okay? So then he says, we don't allow speeding in this town, and the fine is $100. Yeah. Yeah, that's you wish you didn't lose a hundred, but it's sure. probably not going to stop you from speeding. He says, we take your car away. The fine's $10,000. You're going to spend six months in jail. You'll either never go in that town again, or you'll stop speeding. <laughs> Absolutely. So the correction has to be meaningful sure. to change the behavior. Right. All right. So I used a meaningful okay. correction on the dog. Okay. So now he was a real dog. I mean, he wasn't a wuss and he sure. wasn't sulky. And so, you know, turn him loose. Okay. And he's running out there and, you know, whatever, 50, 75 yards away, and I tell him to stop. He spit gravel making it stop. And I said, you mean all these summers for three summers? I've done this, and I've done whatever I did, pulled in his ears. And Big thanks to our newest sponsor here of the podcast, OnX Hunt. Guys, if you have not used OnX Hunt yet, I would strongly encourage you, check them out. Um, promo code ROOKIE20 is going to save you 20% off your membership with OnX. And it is it is kind of a necessity. It, it really has come down to a necessity of a product. If you want to hunt public land, know exactly where you stand, what kind of land it is, terrain, maps, the uh, slope angle i mean whether you're an upland hunter or big game hunter um, onyx hunt has really changed the game for the digital mapping system so check them out at onyxhunt.com and again a huge thanks to them for uh being a sponsor of this show you know yeah and it never got there and by identifying what behavior absolutely was going to get you bad yeah gave him a way to avoid it because the vibration, so, so walk me through this. So my, I, I'm understanding and my listeners are understanding. So the vibration cued him, right? More of a cue to it was, know. It, it, yeah, it was no different than yeah. the clicker was on the reward side. Right. It could be a tone, okay? Right. Somebody says, well, can I use a word no? Okay, well, you could. Yeah. Okay. But we got baggage about our words. We've said, oh, you're a cute little puppy. <laughs> no. Okay. So it's not consistent. Sure. Okay. All right. So I don't like to use verbal. Yeah. Right. So it's verbal is not a major tool of mine. I don't use verbal for corrections. Yeah. And I don't use verbal for rewards. Yeah. Okay. Would the dog rather have a piece of hot dog? Okay. Would he rather see a bird go up out of a launcher or would he rather have me say good boy? Which one would be more meaningful to him? So I want to use meaningful corrections and I want to use meaningful rewards because I'm trying to get to a behavior. The dog says, hey, this works for yeah. me. I'm the dog, and this really works, and I'm happy about it, and I know how to do it. Yeah, because the vibration was a, was a chance for him to avoid the correction. Yeah, the yeah. vibration and the correction, right? right. I mean, it, it gave him a chance to then, like we're talking about the avoidance. 
Yeah, we put the vibration on. It simply came before the correction. Right. So, because a dog learns by association, yep. if that was consistent, he'd feel vibration and say, I'm getting <laughs> corrected. Right. But the vibration was done at exactly the time he gave us the unwanted behavior. Sure. All right. Yep. Okay. It could be tone. It could be, it could slap your leg. I mean. Right. Whatever, whatever it consistent. is. Yeah. yeah. It's just a pre-cue. Yep. So let's don't get confused as a vibration of penalty. It's, no. The notifier is not your reward and your notifier is not your correction. Hmm. It it's is what it is. It's a notifier. It. It's a marker. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Exactly yeah. right. So coming back to this avoidance training. Yeah. So now the dog is at the kennel. I do use a verbal here. Um, the I tell him kennel. He doesn't kennel. I'm going to go, ah, and I'm probably going to throw a rolled up towel at him. Okay. Okay. About the size of a football. Not hit him with it. Throw it at him. Dogs hate missiles. Mm. Way back in their gene pool, any of the pups that came out of the <laughs> cave and said, what's that shadow up there? They're probably in the eagle's nest and they're not in the gene pool. So dogs genetically hate missiles. Sure. Right? So I want something that's not going to hurt him. Yeah. But that he hates. Yeah. Right? And the other thing is because the collar is the only, the e-collar is the only tool I got off lead in the field sure. to be able to do it. It's the only tool I got. So when I go to the e-collar, I want to make sure it's clean. Hmm. I want to make sure he understands avoidance training. I want to make sure that he understands if he does this behavior, there's a consequence. He does this behavior, sure. he gets paid. Right? So if I did it on stimulation, let's say I was doing a clinic yeah. and I do stimulation and the dog goes on oh, and like that. Okay. They go, see, he doesn't like that. Hmm. Well, he doesn't like a spanking either. I mean, whatever. Sure. The, uh, but I use it in a clinic to say, he'll probably show that on vibration. So the first time I go to avoidance training, I'm not using stimulation. Mm, okay. The, I want, I want it to be clean. Okay. I want, when I go to stimulation, I want it to be a non-event. Okay. And I'm going to walk it and here's where we're going right now. So I told him kennel. He didn't do it. I got a rolled up towel, not a beach towel, just a rolled up towel. Okay. And, you know, wrapped in some duct tape, whatever, electrical tape. And I go, ah, one, two, three, and I throw it. Okay. Okay. As hard as I can. I'm trying to bury the hatchet in a tree. <laughs> I can't hurt him. Sure. Right. Okay. He hates it. Yeah. Right. So there was a meaningful consequence to him as he perceived it. Sure. And that's what we want as he perceives it, not how we perceive it. Yeah. Okay. As he perceives it. Yeah. Right. So that will be my first correction. That's the first time in his life he's been corrected. Okay. All right. The, so now I get to kennel. He does it. I'm going to click and treat him. Okay. Okay. I say kennel. He didn't do it. You get notified, and you get blocked. And you're going to see. You don't have to be Einstein. You're going to say, he understands his notifier. Sure. And because of all the repetitions that he had on the clicker, yeah. you're talking two times, three times. Sure. That he's got they're, the they're picking this up right. quickly, I mean, it's, yeah. It's same language. Yeah. It's just same language, right? So now i got a notifier, okay, which is going to be a big deal. So now I'm ready to go to the e-collar, Okay. Before I go to the e-collar, I'm going to take a collar system that has vibration on it. Sure. Pre-QQ, that was Pavlov. Ring the okay. bell, give him food. So the bell was a pre-cue to the cue. The food was a cue, salivate. The bell came first, so it was a pre-cue, right? Sure. 
So that's going to dictate our Hickox method of training. <laughs> it's going to be pre-cue, pre-cue. Anything we're going to teach. If we wanted the dog to sit down, we ring the doorbell. Okay. You'd have to know sit first. We'd ring the doorbell, say sit. Ring the doorbell, say sit. Hmm. The doorbell would have been a pre-cue in the beginning with enough consistent repetitions. Sure. The pre-cue becomes a cue. Okay. Right? So that's how it's going to work. All right. So now I'm going to put this vibration on and I'm going to say kennel. Pup goes in, I click and treat him because his vibration is not a correction. It's a pre-cue. Yeah, it's just a pre-cue. Yeah. Could have snapped your fingers and said kennel. Yeah, yeah. And then he'd go in wow. on when you snapped your fingers. Okay. So now he goes in on vibration. It's the only time in the dog's life I'm using vibration. Yeah. What happened is he felt something on his neck. Uh-huh. That was a cue to go in the kennel. And he did, and he got paid, and there was nothing apprehensive about it, was it? Sure. So I put stimulation on. He runs across the kitchen floor and jumps in the kennel and says, pay me, pay me. <laughs> All right? So now I take my stimulation. Okay, low level of stimulation on the system I use. Uh, <clears throat> the, uh, I use numbers of different collars for my collar conditioning. I use a DT. Okay. 2420. That's what I use. Okay. All right? I've got more low levels. Okay? Mm. The... Uh, so there's other systems I use for other reasons, but when I'm doing sure. this, this is the one I use. I don't want a high level stimulation coming into this dog. Right, say, right. Oh, Super low. and this, right? Yeah. right. I'm not trying to throw him out to the wolves, right? So I just need him to feel it. Right. So when I put this stimulation on his neck, e-stimulation, what's he going to do? Try to bite me? Hmm. Try to run away? Lay down? What's he going to do? Hmm. He's going to go in the kennel hmm. because he went in when he felt this. Yeah. He goes in the kennel. It was done as a pre-cue now, stimulation yeah. before the command. Not command, you didn't do it, and I stimulate you. Right. Stimulation. I now taught him how to turn stimulation off. Jeez. Okay. I'm not asking him to figure it out later. Right. What caused it? How do I get rid yeah. of it? I'm walking him right down. It, so if you do it that way, whether that's the Malinois that you were yeah. afraid would bite you, okay, it's your bird dog that was apprehensive, Okay, or your bird dog that was bold and confident. Right. Okay, we taught him how to turn it off. If he knows how to turn it off, it's much easier for him to know how to avoid it. Mm. We're not trying to complicate this for this dog. Right. We're trying to, we're trying to make training easier. Absolutely. Right? So now I'm going to do the same thing with all the other commands. Yeah. Right? The only difference is for my pointing dogs, I'm going to do my woe work probably with the collar on his belly. Yeah. Okay. So there's no confusion. Was this a cue to come? Oh, We're going okay. To it's when I go to here, the recall, yeah. there's no kennel there. Right. Okay? <laughs> right. So somebody says, well, how does he know to go in the kennel or come here? Because there's no kennel. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> and I don't, and I, and I don't have a kennel in the field. Sure. So what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. 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 Okay. So now it, there's a stage in there that I'm going to use the collar that's on his neck recall or turning bending and the collar on the dog's belly pointing dog means one thing one thing only stop so that dog could be a thousand yards away feel low level stimulation on his belly he's going to stop because mm, he's already learned that he, he knows that process on the neck yeah. now it's just right. a different location piece of cake okay wow i mean it's it's a not it's not a bit it, it, and the other yeah, thing the, is that, that word non, really bold confidence Sorry, real quick. I was going to say the importance of what you just said, the non-event. It, it, it's it's this, because oh. you're taking so much time, it's a process. I don't think you can probably even overstate that enough. Is it, like you said, it's a non-event for the dog where it's not like, oh my gosh, it's a shock to the system. No, no it's this gradual. Then how do you use it? 
How do you use it around birds later? Yeah. Or somebody says, oh, well, you can't use an e-collar around birds getting a dog to hold point. Well, don't tell the guys who went in the Nationals that. Mm. Okay. <laughs> we just know a, we just know probably a better way to do it. To, yeah, to use that okay? tool. Yeah. You know, like the old joke, what's the number one e-collar selling day? The day before pheasant opener in South Dakota. Well, <laughs> oh, gosh. <you> know, okay. <laughs> right. Oh. Um, so that e-collar, I mean, it's it's the only tool we got out there to get yeah. excellence. Okay? Yeah. Because, if you want me to continue on this route here now, the thing, one of the questions you have here, some alluding to is yeah. what are the biggest sins I think somebody does. Yeah. And I'll wrap that into four when I get there. But variable enforcement. Hmm. Variable reinforcement means, let's say I told him to kennel and he kenneled and I paid him and I told him to kennel and he didn't, and he, and he kenneled and I didn't pay him. Yeah. That's a variable reinforcement. Hmm. Okay. You can use variable reinforcement further down the line because I didn't get it now. I didn't get it now. What about now? What about now? And you can okay. actually get a dog going faster. Okay. I am not of the school that believes in variable enforcement at any time. Okay. 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 So if you were driving through that town on our analogy of speeding yep. and you go through and you don't get a ticket, you sure as heck aren't going to stop speeding. Mm. Okay. Further complicated, you're speeding through town at the end of the town. The guy says, Hey, I saw you speeding. Come in. Dinner and drinks are on me. <laughs> now you got rewarded for it. <laughs> well, you're sure not going to stop. Sure. Are you? Okay. So variable enforcement yeah. of things that you've taught them is disastrous. Yeah. Okay. And the, but, take but, the gamble. But you're saying it. variable reinforcement, that that's a, I'm going to that's use okay. that. Not in the big, I'm not going to use it in the very beginning of doing the clicker, right? but I'm going to use it later. I didn't get it now. I didn't get it now. What if I try harder? Yeah. To, to kind of push if that I dog more. And yeah. treated him, if I clicked and treated him for the same behavior every single time, yep. I'd solidify that behavior. That's what that behavior would be. Okay. That's how fast he'd go in. If we're trying to get him to try some other way, let me jump up, let me do whatever, okay? Then if I don't pay him, he's going to start exploring ways that he can still get it. Mm. And then it's up to me to capture one I like. Sure. That, that's like the dog putting one foot on the board. You yeah. paid him, you paid him, and this time you put one foot on the board and you didn't pay him. Yeah. Well... If we only paid him all the time for the one foot, yeah. that's all he'd ever do. Right. Because <laughs> that's right? what you've conditioned okay. him to do. Sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> so the, with the correction portion, ask people, the biggest problem they have, particularly with pointing dogs, because they're in the place where the center of the bird is. Hmm. That's more volatile than the lab going out to sit down over here and being handled to a, I'm not saying easier, it's just more volatile. Sure. Because the scent of the bird is in the dog's face. So it's more likely if corrections are done incorrectly and the dog doesn't understand it, mm. it's more likely to have a bird problem with a pointing breeze. Okay. Okay. Because he's in close proximity. Mm. All right. The, so if you put your hand on the hot stove, you don't think you're getting burned when you go to the door. Right. Okay. It's right there, place oriented, right? Okay. So the, with that, with that dog going marching down with this, we want our corrections and our rewards to be totally clear to the dog. Mm. We don't say, I hope you got it. To, yeah, taking all the guesswork because, out. It's Because what, what if he doesn't? Right. What if you say, oh, he'll get it? So 
that that e-collar, let's just take the e-collar was done, that the dog absolutely knows if he feels stimulation in the belly, he stops. Yeah. So you told him, whoa, and he stopped. And then he started to take a step. He had an impure thought. Mm. I'm talking more. I'm not talking a 10-week-old puppy. Sure. And he had an impure thought. I'm not even talking about a bird. Just an impure thought. And he took a step. Mm. And that stimulation immediately came on. Yeah. What caused that stimulation? His, his decision to make that absolutely make that move he did it i didn't do it yeah okay now he does stand there right i could go click and i could launch a bird out of a remote launcher 30 yards out there they didn't smell yeah whoa when i stop they come out of the cake man this is a party okay then when you said whoa you'd have a dog looking like this who doesn't want to move because something bad happened but when he doesn't move, something good happens. Yeah. So that, I call it contrast training. So we're using both. Sure. Okay. You know, okay. So on your corrections, a lot of times somebody will ask me, well, what am I correcting for? How do I know? Well, not because you're angry. <laughs> not because you think you've done it 40 times and the dog should have it. Sure. Okay. That's not a, a good thing. So my rule sort of of correction and rewards we're going to correct a dog for giving us an effort to respond in a timely fashion to a learned commander cue. Re re repeat him. that. Repeat that one more time, George. Sure. We're going to reward him for giving an effort to respond in a timely fashion mm. to a learned cue or command. Mm. Okay. All right. What are we going to correct him for? We're going to correct him for giving a lack of effort to respond in a timely fashion to a learned or known mm, cue That is gold right there. Okay. So I don't have to make all those other decisions. Should I, shouldn't I, should, yep. you know, whatever. Okay. That's your framework. So, right. What we're trying to do is create a dog who gives an effort. Yep. That's, the, that's the pupil we're trying to create from sure. the very get-go. We're not trying to put him in parole school later or, you know, we're going to teach him in. Okay. Sure. Give us an effort and life is great. Yeah. Here's how you do it. And don't worry about me compelling you. That doesn't mean we're not going to do corrections. But even with the e-collar, the e-collar is basically impersonal. Hmm. His behavior caused it. If you walk up and squeeze his ear, that's personal. Sure. Okay. Right. So, so much of your training is done with an impersonal correction that his behavior caused. Right. Right. That he's not associating, oh, George did this, Will did this. No, no, no. No. No, it shouldn't make any difference who's sitting in the saddle, so to speak, yeah. when he goes on point. You right. should stand there. Exactly. Okay, you know, the way it is, right? Yeah, okay. So that I really like that thing of we're going to train him, we're going to teach him that he gets rewarded when he gives us an effort, yeah. an effort to respond. So when he goes out and retrieve, he's not going to get every bird, is he? Yeah. But he gave an effort. Yeah. So let's say that we had a war dog, and you teach, you've taught him to go through windows, and you want to send him into this building. But this window is 18 feet high. And physically, he can't get in there, and he's run around. He can't find a ladder. He can't find any other way to get it. And I tell him to jump, and he doesn't get through the window. Yeah. I can't correct him for not getting through the window. Sure. I? I can sure correct him for not trying. Yeah. Okay. If he just stands so there and it does nothing, gives no effort, then that, that's a gave no effort. Again, learned behavior in the scenario that the dog didn't right. give an effort towards. Now, he jumped up. He couldn't get through the window, but he gave it an effort. I'm going to reward him. Yeah. In training. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay. All right. Um, All right. So, 
just kind of kind of get, get us on back on track here. We've we've covered a lot here. This, this is, That's because I get off. This track. is so good. <laughs> um, talk. You've mentioned this now actually a couple times in our conversation already. Um, kind of like the the benchmarks of development. And that is a wrap of part two of the George Hickok series. Be sure to take a look uh, and be on the lookout for part three coming out in just a couple days. Uh, We're going to wrap this thing up and bring it all home. And uh, we're definitely, definitely going to ask George his rapid fire questions. And uh, we had had a pretty good time (laughs) with that. So, George, thank you again, sir. Really, really have appreciated this little mini series here. Uh, I'm learning a lot. I hope our listeners are learning a lot as well. Hey guys, be sure to rate and review the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, share it with a friend, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, brother, sister, whoever it might be. Help get the word out there to more hunters, more bird dog lovers just like you. And until next time, go put some miles on those boots and follow your favorite bird dog. Take care.